Welcome back to Inside the Hive, a podcast where we deep dive into all things robotics. On today's episode, we revisit the topic of 5G and robotics with Professor Imran, Dr. Haydari, and Dr. Zhao from the University of Glasgow and touch on the electronics industry, the construction industry, and how to get your business ready for robotics. Last episode, we spoke to the Glasgow experts on how the pandemic has affected how we're working and our reliance on mobile networks and the importance of robotics in the healthcare industry. Dr Zhao, we'd like to jump into today's episode by talking about manufacturing in the electronics industry and how 5G is going to be helping to boost this area. We know that the electronics industry leans heavily on 4G and now, of course, 5G. I was reading a report by McKinsey Consulting, a US-based consultancy firm, and they've said that the electronic component providers are going to greatly benefit from the upgrade to 5G. In the report, it suggests that revenue for manufacturers producing active components like radio chips is expected to reach a staggering 560 million US dollars by 2025. Now, this is a huge jump in a very short period of time, so let's break it down. This is a lot of money in not a lot of time. Can 5G really have that much impact in manufacturing? Where do robots come into this? Can you talk us through 5G and robotics in the electronics industry? Yes, the company need to quickly deliver the product and also the products become more complex. So using 5G and robotics would be a good way to provide efficient products. Also can cut cost efficiently because uh, in the factory, there are different production lines and in each lines, there are many machines, right? So for each machine, they have good automation process, but you still, sometimes people still need to handle the material to the machine and the machine can produce the, some products. Then the products goes to the next machine. So between machine and machine, sometimes we need, still need the people's help. So using robots can make the whole production fully automation, which makes the production more efficient. Same thing happens in the supply chain. So we can use robots to deliver products. Yeah, I read somewhere that factories that produce these electronic components with the machinery, they can have up to five kilometers of wiring on the shop floor, which is obviously a huge amount. So I suppose if we're thinking in industry terms, staying competitive means installing robots can mean a faster setup of new equipment. And I I think if you're a floor manager in a factory that you've got to cope with installing new machinery and teaching staff how to use it, trying to work your infrastructure around the massive wires and equipment everywhere is just another headache it's just a logistical headache so i think you know where 5g comes into it it just shows that it's benefiting factory shop floors yes because 5g provides a very good connectivity with wireless connection it is easy to upgrade or reconfigure the production line let's say you have one product then you produce one thing then the other week you must produce another product. You need to adjust the, the production flow. So the wireless can easily support this and make it even more efficient to change the production line to produce new products. In terms of, I mean, obviously electronics, a highly mechanicalized sector of industry anyway. It's, all, it's always relied on, on machinery and, and high tech in, in terms of its manufacturing process. So, so whereabouts are you seeing the biggest advantages of, of robotics? In what, what parts of the process, bear in mind that a lot of it was already mechanized, are we seeing the, the biggest benefits of, of robotics and, and AI linked to robotics in, in this sector? 
the biggest benefit should be a reduced cost because if we use the robot in the workplace and the robot can work 24 hours, there's no shift like human. They can increase the productivity and reduce the cost. So that makes the product more competitive in the market. And the speed of adoption, I mean, again, this is, say, being a high-tech industry, and, and in my experience, coming from a, many decades of consumer tech, it's always been a been a sector of, of relatively high investment in getting manufacturing efficiency. So how ready have you seen, you think, the industry is to adopt these these new technologies and, and invest in, in enhanced robotics in, in this sector? There are two kinds of industry, I think. One is uh, if you design a new factory, you can design this factory in a more advanced way. You have uh, advanced robots, you have advanced machine, and also you can put 5G in the factory. So design a modernized smart factory. The other way is the old industry, which means the company has been running for maybe 10, 20 years. So now we can use robot to upgrade that. So they still have some old machines. We can use robot to replace some part of the, uh, the operation using this automation. How much additional value does the the 5G high-speed sort of data transfer element add to the opportunity, would you say? 5G would provide high speed, low latency, high reliable. Without 5G, we cannot use the robot efficiently in a factory. 5G would definitely provide this connectivity to make sure the robot can be configured very quickly and can work efficiently. That is the foundations for, for this new technology. And in particular, uh, in the factory, it's, uh, usually it's mission critical, which means we need to guarantee the safety and also make sure uh, the robot runs well. The 5G performance would be crucial to guarantee this. And in your experience, have you seen sort of best case studies, uh, examples of uh, really successful uh, integration of robotics is there any that you'd pull out so if i'm if i'm looking at this for for my for my business or, or you know the, it, is there examples that, that people can reference as you know great uh, change case studies as for the int- introduction of these technologies i think uh, recently a company abb in sweden uh, they produced one uh, robot called yumi uh, many demos in pharmaceutical industry and also the healthcare they can deploy these robots uh, in the laboratory to do measuring, testing, and also uh, the robot can be used in the warehouse to pack parcel. And also there are many products available recently in the past five years, I think. So those kind of small robotic arm, which has the similar size as the human arm, which is very convenient. Price now becomes low compared to five years ago. So I think uh, that uh, make the products more close to the uh, industry. In your experience, are there certain sizes of industry or certain sectors of electronics that are seeing the greatest benefits? Is, it, is this technology that is limited in application or, or are there a broad range of businesses, both in size and areas of expertise that can benefit from this technology? Yes, 5G and the robotics technology actually is quite universal. Uh, which means 5G provide connectivity. Now we have the general purpose robot, which means can be deployed in electronic industry in any phase from material handling to moving the objects and participate in the production. 
I think it's uh, it's uh, quite uh, uh, useful. And any any disadvantages at the moment? Any specific challenges at integrating these these technologies? Any areas where it's still proving more difficult? Currently, from a robotics company, actually they have very matured products. It's very good, stable, and reliable. And uh, in the meantime, the five G deployment uh, would happen. So once you have the five G signal, then you can easily use the robot. In, in the factory. The challenge is uh, how can we fully integrate the two systems to make sure the wireless 5G can support the robotics very well. That is from developer side. From user side perspective, the main challenge is how to adopt this kind of technology in your industry, which means uh, what is the specific things you need, the requirement. The robot actually essentially they can move the object, physical objects, from one place to the other place. So what kind of positions, what kind of mobilities, and what kind of load. So you put all them together and uh, find the good product so they can meet your needs. I think that is the design challenge. And in terms of the sort of uh, world order, where where are UK businesses ranking in, in the deployment of these technologies, would you say? Are we are we up the front or, or are, we, are we lagging behind other... Other other manufacturing nations in terms of investment in these in these high technologies because in the developing country their factory is kind of new, which means they built a factory in in the past five years or ten years, or they are building new factories in the next five or ten years. So which means they can adopt new technologies. But in UK there are many factories they are quite old, they have a long history. So which means they have many old machines to fully replace everything by the new one takes time and a cost. For the UK, I think we need to invest more and uh, upgrade the industry to modernize that. But, but the possibilities are, are still there, yes. If you've got, a, as you say, you've got existing plant, existing technologies, it, it's still possible, is it not, to use robotics to upgrade, to enhance your, your existing capabilities. It's not all linked to, to building new, new factories, new plant, new investment, is it? Because obviously a lot of people listening to this will be thinking about how they can use robotics to improve the efficiency or ROI of the, of the facilities that they've got today. Yes. Now the good thing is the technology now actually is quite advanced. So which means the general purpose robots would be much better. So which they can fit into the old industry, old factory. We don't necessarily need to, I mean, replace the whole machine. We can just add something to make it advanced. Yeah, so robotics can, can help the, the efficiency and output of existing investment, existing uh, facilities and capabilities. Yeah. It can be used as a, as a form of add-on or enhancement. Yeah. And looking forward, I mean, if, you, you know, if we look forward uh, five years, ten years, what it, what's your predictions of what, what's the impact of uh, robotics and AI going to be on, in, in this sector? What, what, what changes, when we look back, will we have seen happen over the next, you know, over a sort of 10-year period as a result of these new technologies? And what, what differences would it make in the way this sector manufactures? In the past five years, I see more and more robots in the market. And in the future, there will be more products in the market for general purpose, which means we can program the robot, meet our needs. That's going to go into the industry, I think. 
that is very important. And also, in particular, in the next five, 10 years, 5G is going to be deployed. So which means for most of the factory, they would have 5G signal coverage. Uh, we can easily deploy the robot in 5G network, which makes this automation happen. So the, this is, is really the start of industrial 4.0 uh, revolution, is it? Would you say this where we are now? Yes, yes. The starting uh, of this industry 4.0. And also, the automation robot is the core part of industrial automation. Excellent. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dr. Zhao. With what you've explained to us today and looking back on last episode's topics, I think it's already fair to say that we're making a great case for 5G in industry. Last episode, we touched on how COVID-19 has had a huge impact on businesses. and We spoke about healthcare. And of course, just now we've discussed how the electronics industry will benefit from the introduction of 5G. So I want to move on to talk about the construction industry. The construction industry, like other areas of work, has hugely suffered in the pandemic because site projects are facing supply chain issues. There's been great difficulty in carrying out site inspections because, of course, social distancing measures come into play. Obviously, there's a lot of R&D happening now to find solutions in the pandemic, but actually pre-COVID, there were some really exciting things happening with the development of robots in construction already. I've come across a lot of case studies in the wild touching on demolition robots, drone inspection, bricklaying robots, although a lot of them seem to still be in the prototype stage at the moment. Professor Imran, can we come back to you to tell us a bit more about the progress of development of robotics in construction and where 5G comes into it? Yes, indeed. So I think uh, one of the key potential application of 5G for construction industry, which is telepresence. So a worker can virtually be present in a space which he or she otherwise will find very risk-taking to be present in, right? So using augmented reality or virtual reality technology. You mentioned drone. So for example, you can mount a, a 3D camera on a drone and drone can reach that space which is very dangerous to for a human being to be there. But then using an augmented reality or virtual reality-based glasses, the human can actually feel that he or she is physically present in that space and can do, for example, you mentioned about inspection or other, you can say, monitoring and vi- visual inspection or review of that space as well. In addition to that, you mentioned about, say, for example, bricklaying technology. So what's the advantage of using a robot compared to a human is it really brings in the nice finish, very accurate finish, plus repeatability of the same task again and again. And using robotic technology or digital technology, you can actually much quicker acquire the knowledge base or the expertise base of the uh, process. Breaking is a very simple process. There could be more complicated processes. But once it is being done by a robot, this becomes recordable or savable information, how it is done. And on a global scale, when it is done in multiple places, you can learn very quickly what works, what does not work, how we can change the efficiency of these processes. In humans, humans learn very well for individuals and humans share their information locally as well. And that's how they uh, either transfer information from one generation to the other generation or from one group to the other group. But usually this process is slower. Why? Because it's not very well connected. So using technology, we can improve the repeatability, acquisition of the information based on AI and machine learning, the improvement of efficiency of those processes as well. We can also improve the resilience of different systems or different processes. COVID has definitely shown us that when we are relying on on the human workforce, 
then we have to make sure that everything has to be perfect. Anything that goes wrong can bring the whole operation to a standstill. So with robotics and other technologies in place, we would be able to continue working in our construction and other industries, even when there is any pandemic or any other human-related situation which forbids or stops human contact or human interactivity. Safety will be significantly improved. You do not have to put humans in um, those unsecure uh, situations. And additionally, one other important use of robotics using either exoskeletons or other uh, controlled robots is to improve human capability, right? So humans can do certain things with a limit or constraint, how much weight they can lift, with what strength they can bend a metallic object or a metallic rod. All that can be changed if we are further strengthening them with exoskeleton-based robots. So this also provides one other dimension where uh, robots can transform the way how construction industry works. I mean, Professor, the construction industry is traditionally both a sector that relies very much on human activity, human labor, as opposed to automation. And it's quite a fragmented and traditional industry, you know, relying on traditional skills and, and techniques. Is it really happening in construction now? Is it, a, is it a kind of theoretical application or are you actually seeing examples where there are parts of the construction that are actually now using this technology and, and how are they getting on with it, where they are using it? Yes, so there are examples of uh, construction industry using augmented reality and virtual reality technologies. So, for example, even for preparing the site, uh, digging on the site, augmented reality can help them identify where other services are that should not be disturbed or damaged, overlaid information about different locations or overlaying of the planned information where the line would be where uh, up to where they have to dig or change the ground for preparation. All these things are already being used, but I must say that the starting point is larger construction companies working on larger sites. So everyone is aware that there are there were certain countries in response to pandemic they were able to deploy hospitals in days rather than months, right? So a lot of that was enabled and was possible because technology was being used, including robotic technology, augmented reality and virtual reality technology in order to expedite the systems for setting up and erecting a large building. So, so far, the uptake of technology is by large companies and for construction in larger sites. But... Going forward in future, this is what I think and believe is because of this big benefit of acquiring that knowledge and then working on that, on that knowledge based on AI and machine learning to optimize the processes. Very soon, the machine-driven or robotics-driven construction will become much more powerful and accurate compared to human skills. And then gradually it will find its way into smaller sites uh, for example, home building and those kind of areas of construction industry as well. Is this technology likely to replace jobs in the construction industry? Will it will it change the the way the workforce is uh, is made up? That's an excellent question. Very good question. And I think that that's where uh, the difference between use of robots without five G and use of robots with five G actually comes in, right? So you can have automated robots. You can pre-program them to go and do a job, right? But that's not what we are talking about when we are talking about 5G and robotics. 5G and robotics means that human is still in the loop, but human is being augmented with auxiliary strength and technologies using robotics. 
because otherwise if you you don't want human to be in the loop then there is a, a need for a pre-programmed automated robot to do the job that's not what we are, we are talking about when we are talking about 5g and robotics with 5g and robotics humans would be still in the loop but some of the shortcomings of human skills for example repeatability speed strength they can be augmented by the robotics so it's it's almost a partnership between between the human and the and the robot then it's rather than one replacing the other indeed and and how are those that are trialing this how are they evaluating its its success you know what measures are being put in place by those companies that are trialing this technology to to understand the real benefits and return on investment it, it, it can deliver. The most important bit is efficiency of the jobs that are being done. So they should be compared when humans are doing those jobs, when human robot partnership is doing their job, what is the efficiency difference in terms of uh, time to complete, in terms of the final finish, in terms of repeatability of the same task. So for example, if you're doing multiple construction artifacts, how accurately they are done. And then uh, you should also look at how much it is improving safety. It's a difficult measure. It's uh, it's difficult to find a metric to measure it. But of course, uh, you can still use some risk assessment techniques when you deploy them in industry. That could be a measure or metric by which you can assess how beneficial those robotic technologies will be. Of course, this does not come without investment. So people have to also look at how much investment it requires what is the payback time? Uh, how quickly we will be able to recover that time? And of course, that payback only happens if the new system is more efficient in terms of reducing the time span, reducing the disruption to other services and other people. So all, all these factors have to be taken into account when you develop a holistic framework to assess the benefits of this new technology. I think the fact the safety aspect is a very interesting one isn't it professor because i mean i think statistically the, the construction industry has a, a worse safety record or, or more incidents of you know injuries per, per thousand workers than, than most other sectors so it, it can be seen you know a number of uh, roles within the construction industry can be seen as relatively high risk so I, I assume therefore using robotics to tackle some of those high risk areas could actually make quite a big impact on 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 the safety of the of the sector yeah indeed and especially imagine if you have to do some repair work in places or spaces where human presence could be highly dangerous so repairing a nuclear power plant for example or repairing a dam so you can you can imagine that taking a human expertise there using robotics can not only relieve the human from the need of putting themselves in danger, but it can also provide an opportunity for humans to elongate the lifespan of those structures which are already built. So rather than just focusing on building new infrastructures and how robots can help there, there is a lot of potential of this uh, human-robot duo to uh, do the jobs which can elongate the lifespan of existing infrastructure. Yeah, that's re- I mean, that's really interesting. And in your experience and, and the conversations you've got involved with, what sort of barriers at the moment exist, apart from the obvious one of, of investment capability to the adoption of this technology and construction? Is there, are there any human barriers at the moment, people resisting it because they do fear it perhaps replacing the work that they do or their colleagues do? Indeed, human perception is the biggest barrier in adoption of this technology after 
the financial investment requirement. You are very right that people see use of robots in construction industry or in any other industry as a symbol of uh, replacing human workforce with automation and then making a lot of people jobless. But uh, I think we have to realize that this is the human history that we find ways of doing our jobs by other means. But then those means require some humans to program them, to maintain them, to operate them, to create innovations in them. So same thing will happen here with robotics industry and automation industry as well. So we will develop automated systems. But who will run those automated systems? Who will improve those automated systems? It's still human workforce. And as we have talked about in this specific construction industry use case, it's not a direct replacement. It's augmentation of limited capability, finite human capabilities with robots which extends the dimensions of that capability in terms of its strength, in terms of its repeatability, in terms of its resilience, and in terms of its safety feature as well. So if that message can be very clearly brought out to the stakeholders in this ecosystem of construction industry, and the biggest stakeholders are the workers themselves, if they can understand that it is not taking away their job, it's augmenting and supporting their job, and maybe creating new opportunities for them, which are much safer and much more rewarding for them in longer term. I think it's fair to say, Professor, since the very first industrial revolution of the 18th century, people uh, were saying that it would destroy jobs. And clearly, if we look back through history, that that has not been the case. Pretty much all technology has supported job creation. But I guess this also shows a need for, for this industry to come together and, and show how it can increase prosperity, can increase output and efficiency. And it, it's not a question of one thing replacing the other. It, it's a mutual enhancement, isn't it? It's an overall benefit and growth opportunity we are we are increasing our needs and our expectations so of course to do that bigger job with much bigger population you have to find ways of doing it more efficiently so that's all about industry 4.0 so just like previous revolutions haven't used the number of jobs and number of occupations or number of activities that are expected from humans same thing will happen with industry 4.0 only the scope will change Things will be more appropriate that will be expected from us to do will put us in less danger and risk. So I think we are moving in the right direction, in a positive direction, and that's what people have to understand and what we have to show them. I think that's absolutely right, Professor. And, and would you say that robotics and automation technology is going to lead industrial 4.0? Indeed, that's the one of the main or biggest enabler alongside Uh, security, privacy, control. So robotics is one of the main enabler for Industry 4.0, alongside AI, artificial intelligence and machine learning as well. Because data automation, digital twinning, those are the other aspects as well, which probably can be done without robots, but with robots, it's much more efficient. I mean, it's fair to say throughout this podcast that the three of you have made a really case forward for 5G. So we've heard lots of interesting insights into the healthcare industry, the electronics industry, and and of course, just now the construction industry. So if I was a business owner and I was listening to this podcast and I've heard all of this information and thought, okay, yeah, I have heard enough to convince me to invest into this. What's the process then? So what's the realistic timeframe looking like for commercial introduction to 5G and automation? So I, as a business owner, can just prepare and get my business ready. Yes, indeed. I think the first step is uh, to proper uh, need analysis or what is the specific aspect of your business that you want to automate. 
and then you have to identify how much you will be willing to invest so uh, the main investment comes from setting up mobile private 5g networking infrastructure there is an ongoing licensing cost but again uh, compared to the benefits it can bring that cost could be very easily offset but just like any other business case you do a need analysis but then you try to identify how much investment you will need in order to overcome that that requirement and what will be the payback period i believe that bringing digital technologies or digital connectivity based technologies or robotics in your businesses can really transform the efficiencies that can be achieved in your businesses and usually the payback times in my opinion or with very rough back of the envelope calculations wouldn't be more than few years so investing in those technologies can not only very quickly financially bring you into a beneficial position but it can also open many other opportunities for you for example providing a safer environment for your workers providing yourself resilience from any other situations which we probably we cannot forecast just like no one was able to forecast or very few people were able to forecast that something like this pandemic can bring the whole world's economy on a standstill so resilience can be improved repeatability of your work can be improved so for example the variability between multiple products that you make uh, will be reduced as much as as possible because robots are much more powerful than humans to repeat exactly what they have done before finally it it would it would also improve your uh, uh, quality of finish of your products as well so i think all those benefits come as a bonus in addition to bringing in automation in your own operation Thanks, Professor. This whole conversation has been really fascinating, and I generally didn't realise that the development of 5G in industry is so much more advanced than a lot of people think. Basically, 5G is here, and the work that the University of Glasgow is doing is already doing wonders for advancing industry. If any of our listeners have any questions about 5G and robotics in your industry, then you can get in contact with the BotHive team, either on our website, www.bot-hive.com, or drop us a message on social media, where all of our handles are at WeAreBotHive. Myself, Paul Hyde, and the BotHive team would like to thank Dr. Haydari, Dr. Zhao, and Professor Imran from the University of Glasgow for joining us today on what we can agree has been an incredibly interesting educational and insightful podcast. If you'd like to listen to more of the chats and catch-ups we have, then subscribe to Inside the Hive on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. This has been Inside the Hive. Until next time.